I'm going to start doing these Monday motivations where I share a small clip of the mentors and people that have brought a lot of inspiration to my life and that I've learned from. And today I want to start off with Lisa Nichols. I saw this uh, short interview session that she had with Steve Harvey. And I was actually, it's funny how this came, how I was I come to know Lisa Nichols. So I had a friend of mine on Facebook shared something and it was like the little short clip from the Steve Harvey show, right? And it was on my timeline. I looked at it and I was like, oh, this is a cool lady. Well, then at the same time, I'm watching Steve Harvey on the real TV. And guess who's on there? Lisa Nichols herself. And this was back around 2000, I think it was 14, 14, 15 time frame when I was in Delaware. And if you know anything about my story, that's when I was going through a, a really stressful time in the military. It was... Uh, let me tell you, even though it was don't ask, don't tell, I still had a lot of resistance from like my older leadership in the military. And, and I was in a maintenance world and it was very white, heterosexual, cis male kind of environment. Anyway, all that, that's in a different story. But I just want to say when I, this came across me, I felt like it was intentional. Things in life, I believe, are, happen on intent anyway. So when I... Just just here. I'm going to insert a clip from the interview that I want you to listen to, and then I'll be back at the end. Okay, folks, this, this is going to be one of my favorite segments right here. Let me ask you a question. Do you want to turn your life around, but you're stuck? Have you been struggling to make ends meet and can't seem to find a way? That's a big problem out there today. Well, my next guest has answers and a lot of secrets to breaking through. She is a six-time best-selling author, one of the most sought-after motivational speakers out there. She's a millionaire entrepreneur, and she is a true inspiration. Please welcome my friend, Lisa Nichols. <laughs> hey, Lisa. Hey, darling. So How you nice feeling? Nice to see you. Good. I'm wonderful. This is great for you. What's been your biggest accomplishment, you think? Bouncing back, number one, is refusing to listen to the negative chatter in my own head, refusing to uh, listen to other people's perception of me, creating something from absolutely nothing. So I got, you know, there's the books, there's the TV, there's the, all that stuff. But my biggest accomplishment is being willing to give myself a thousand second chances. And every time I got to 999, I press reset. Yeah. I didn't ask permission. I gave notice. Yeah. At some point, I have to stop asking, can I be great? Can I be brilliant? Can I be okay and still be accepted? I just stopped asking permission and just gave notice unapologetically, and not in a braggadocious way, not in a way that shrunk anyone else, in right. a way that said, I only got one life, and I'm going to ride this one till the wheels fall off. And then all the other stuff came. Wow. As a result of a decision I made. Right. But it was a decision. You... It was a decision. But it was, and it didn't come from, you know, a motivational experience. It didn't come from a, an inspiring teacher. It came from hitting rock bottom. Okay. Okay. Let's talk about that. Because <laughs> yeah. this was the thing that when you and I were talking that really s struck me. Because I had been there. Yeah. And I just wanted to hear how you had turned yeah. it around. Because you can be rock bottom yeah. and turn it around. That's the best turnaround, because at rock bottom, hell, ain't no other way right. to go. Right. You got to go right. up. So right. that's a great time. You climbed to the top. Tell everybody about this journey. I struggled all through school. The last time I took English class, I got a fail. And my English teacher said I was the weakest writer she ever met in her entire life. The last time I took a speech class, same year, 
I got a D minus in speech, and my speech teacher said, Lisa, quote unquote, I recommend you never speak in public that you get a desk job. So that was the beginning of my life. That was, the, that was my 19-year-old experience. And then I go on and I'm trying to figure it out, trying to figure it out. I was obedient. I went and got a job in accounting. I was in the collection department for seven years. Y'all don't know, I'm dangerous to accounting. I'm, <laughs> I'm just dangerous. And I'm in collections. And you know, you should never put a broke person in collections. <laughs> Never, because everybody's reasons sound good to me. <laughs> not, not, I know it sounds funny, but it was real. Not only did I say, girl, don't you worry about paying that. I'm going to take your name off the list. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody went to jail because I was in I got fired from five different jobs. Yeah. And then I got pregnant with my son unexpectedly. And then at eight months, my son's father went to prison. I had to get on government's assistance to have my baby. I was on WIC, Women, Infant, and Children, to feed my child. And when my son was eight months old, I went to the ATM to get $20 out the bank because I didn't have any Pampers for him. And in order to get $20 out, you got that $20 in. I had $11.42. And I still can't tell the story without getting emotional because it's my story. <laughs> for two days, I had to wrap my son in, in a towel. But something happened, Steve, in those two days. I was at rock bottom. I was broke, and I was broken. Inglewood, California, my son laying on his back at eight months. I have a towel over him, and I have my hand on his stomach saying, don't you worry, Jelani. Mommy will never be this broke again. And I made a decision. I was bankrupt. And every stinking thinking I had, I was bankrupt and trying to protect my pride. I was bankrupt and trying to be all that in a bag of chips and a bowl of grits falsified. Mm -hmm. I was bankrupt and trying to not ask anyone for help. I was bankrupt in everything that was holding me and keeping me where I was. Mm -hmm. I've always talked a good game, mm -hmm. but I wasn't doing anything with my gift. Mm -hmm. And all that thing about potential, I was tired of having potential. I wanted to have my now. And I looked at that baby at eight months, and I said, I want to transform your life. Because you didn't ask to come into this chaos. Come on. As an African-American male child in South Central Los Angeles, with a single mother whose father's in prison, he had a 66% chance of going to prison himself. Not on my watch. Mm. Not on my watch. So if I have to be willing to drastically transform myself so that I can become the woman that I know I can be. Right. And that's what I began to do. I was radical. What did you do, Lisa? What, what did you do to change your life? First, um, I realized I couldn't grow with people who were struggling like me. That whole, I don't want to leave nobody behind. No, I don't want to stay with y'all. Right. You don't even, you don't even want to be here. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't want to be the queen of this block. Yeah. And I became okay with the fact that it doesn't make me any less committed to my community, committed to my culture, committed to my family. The best thing I can do for you is not stay here with you. That's right. When I've got that, I went to places I'd never seen before. I went to conferences where people were talking about money, talking about prosperity, yeah. talking about, it was like no habla espanol, what y'all talking about? ROIs and PPMs and term agreements and capital fundraising and bottom lines and what is it? What, what is, I'm, I'm gonna stay until I learn what you're talking about. I went to the same conference 42 times 
And there I raised $532,000 in capital for my company to start my dream. And my dream was to transform teen lives. I want to teach teens how to fall madly in love with themselves and how to make integrity-based decisions. And I got it funded and I started working. And that was the beginning of me rescuing myself. I realized that I am my rescue. No one else is my rescue. Mm. I am yeah. my rescue. That is, see, my daddy's famous line to me was, the best thing you can do for poor people is not be one of them. Right. He said that, that was... Wow, isn't Lisa's story so inspiring? Uh, as you, you know, listen more to Lisa, read her books or something, you'll really get to know where she really came from. But what I take away from that speech the most is you have to stop asking for permission and start giving notice. If you're always waiting for people to support you and encourage you to go, you know, follow your dreams and your passions, that'll never happen. How I related to this is when I was in the military and maintenance, you know, I lived, I was in maintenance for almost eight years and I really did not enjoy that at all. I love being in the Air Force and I love serving my country, but being in maintenance was just not fulfilling to me. That was not what I was called for. I wanted to get in a uh, career field where I could work around people, I could inspire others and make a difference, and I wanted to work in equal opportunity. Four years in a row, I asked for permission to retrain out of maintenance, and four years in a row, Big Air Force said, no, maintainers or maintenance are off of the retrain list because we're such a critically manned career field. So at the end, I had a choice either to re-enlist and do 12 more years in the Air Force uh, as a mechanic and just, and I already knew where that life, that road would go, very unfulfilling. Or I gave notice and said, I am leaving maintenance. I am not staying in maintenance. And that I went to the reserve recruiter and the Air Force Reserves allowed me to retrain. I can't tell you the amount of happiness, fulfillment, joy that this career field has brought me. While, yes, there's some you know mundane tasks and you're doing admin stuff and maintaining folders and files, but the fun part is I love going out and interacting with the different people and being able to share, bring to the table different team-building activities and how to increase communication and build those relationships with each other and to make uh, you know their, their work environment so much better. That's why I love equal opportunities so much in the Air Force. So I take this from Lisa Nichols. Listen to Lisa Nichols really inspired me. So what can you take away from this? What are you seeking? What are what do you? I think this is so so awesome that this started. This podcast is coming out right at the beginning of the year. Like, what are you looking to accomplish that you've always wanted to do, but you were scared? You're always asking for permission. Well, just this is your year to give notice. Just do what you want to do. Uh, if you found this podcast valuable, if you liked hearing from Lisa Nichols, and you like this this uh, style content, uh, please take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram story. I'd love to know who's listening, and I'd love to connect with you there. And be sure to check out the show notes below, and I will um, add all my contact links there. Bye.